welcome to another episode of We Don't Wanna. This is the podcast where we really don't want to. In every episode, we're going to be taking a very reluctant journey through a series that one of us loves and the other, well, I guess that's where the reluctancy comes in. Today, we're talking about chapters 11 through 14 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Scott is extremely excited because we know how much he loves the Harry Potter series. I'm so excited. Can't you hear the excitement <laughs> in my voice? How you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing good, man. It's been a it's been a hot minute since we recorded. I feel real bad. It has been a hot minute uh, since we last recorded. Uh, me and Zach took some time off for the holidays. A lot of stuff going on. Travel, new things. Yeah. More accurately, probably we're just lazy and, and haven't gotten back to these in a while. Well, de- definitely that. Um, I've been playing through Hollow Knight, so that's been great. Yes. Uh, Scott's yes. been playing a lot of video games, too, so it's been good. Yeah, it's been a good time. Uh, but yeah, uh, we're going to jump in here. I got a lot of notes to get to, Zach. Are you ready for you ready for some fire takes about your, <laughs> your precious Harry Potter? <laughs> I may have to duel you over this, but sure. <laughs> We'll get to the dueling. We'll get to the dueling. Um, I believe, is that the title of this? I don't write down the chapter titles usually. I think there will be an exception to that coming up, but... Uh, yes, uh, the title of chapter 11 is The Dueling Club. That was my pun. Yeah, good one. Thanks I for got ruining it. that. I, I did ruin it. <laughs> I I, <laughs> I was I was like, did he intentionally do that? Of but course. You did. Of course you did. Everything I do is intentional. I have these books memorized. I'm Zach. <laughs> Um, so chapter 11, yeah, where last, let's see, let's, where did we last leave off? Uh, oh, right. What's his butt? Harry was in the hospital with, uh, no bones in his arm and they bring in Colin Creevy, who is the latest attack victim. And, uh, Dumble says, not who, what? No, he, he says not who, but how. Was that what it was? Uh, yes. Then I it, have it, it written it, down it, wrong. It uh, <laughs> it like implies that he knows who, that everybody should know who. It's just oh, a, okay. how did he do it? You know. Then literally, my note is written down wrong. Okay, chapter eleven. So, first thing I have here: Percy congratulates Harry about winning Quidditch after he gets out of the hospital, <laughs> and this is the most human I've ever seen Percy be. It's like a actual real human emotion from Percy here. He's like, hey, good job, Harry, winning that Quidditch match. Way to go, buddy. Yeah. And it's like, wait, who the fuck is this? This isn't Percy. And I've no... Okay, so we mentioned it's been a hot minute since we've recorded. It's been a hot minute since I read some of these chapters, so some of these notes are ringing zero bells. Conjuring portable waterproof fires is Hermione's specialty. <laughs> I have no idea how that was mentioned or how that came up, but that's cool, I guess. Waterproof fire would be handy. Yeah, she. I mean, it basically, it, it's the same flame that she used when she set Snape's cloak on fire yeah, during she, the first book. She set my boy Snape on fire, which is not okay. Um, God damn it. I, 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 forget, I, I still forget that you love Snape. You forget that I love all the cool characters. Uh, this would be really useful for camping. I go. I love to go camping, and this would be very useful for that. But hell yeah, that's neither here nor there. Uh, everyone knows about the attack on Colin now, and people are freaked out. They're buying protective talismans and shit. Uh, Neville buys like a bunch of shit. My guess is this is like Fred and George selling like bogus fake 
protective shit. <laughs> I think they actually do mention that. But yeah. Yeah. Neville buys a ton of shit before someone is like, Neville, idiot, you're a pure blood. This thing's not going to attack you. It's only going after Muggleborns. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm an idiot. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> classic Neville. Classic Neville. Um, so their plan is to use, goddamn, this polyjuice potion thing, this plan, I think I mentioned this last time, this whole plan is the dumbest thing I've ever heard, and it continues to be so. So their plan is to use the polyjuice potion over Christmas, but they have to steal shit from Snape's office, which is sounds like a terrible idea. So they're they're doing it during potions class. Hermione, I think, is like, no, I. you two were like one fuck up away from getting expelled. You create the distraction and I'll steal the shit. Uh, Harry b- blows up a cauldron that has a swelling solution in it. Uh, causes some real havoc to distract Snape. I think it splashes over everybody and somebody's got like a giant nose or something. Um, yeah. It was pretty good stuff. So she gets the shit. Uh, it works out. Snape doesn't catch Harry for blowing up that shit, and everything goes well. So they go to – so there's a dueling club, and it's being taught by my boy, Lockhart. Oh, my God. Uh, they mention Flitwick was a dueling champion here. Hell, yeah, he was. You're going to have to remind me, which one is Flitwick? Flitwick is the – he's the really, really tiny, short – uh, charms teacher. He's the one that teaches charms. him like Wingardium Leviosa and okay. stuff. Okay. Is he is he like a goblin person? Uh you know, he's actually not a goblin, but he's just a little person. Was there in the movies was he portrayed as like a little Yes. Okay. But there there are not, also was there several a teacher goblins. who was a goblin? Say it again. Was there a teacher who was like a goblin or something he, though? Well he's he's not a goblin, but but well, I must be thinking of somebody else. I may maybe I'm thinking of the bankers. I may be thinking of them again. Uh, that's I've, I think that is what you're thinking of because there, there's several there are several goblins, uh, because of the bank. They're the bankers, right? Yeah, I think I'm thinking of them. It's been so long since I've seen the movies. Okay, so he's just a little person. Flitwick is. Yes. Hey guys, this is Zach from the future. Just wanted to say that I do know that according to the Harry Potter wiki, Flitwick is technically part goblin. There's not really any mention of this in the books, and I don't really think it changes the story at all. So, you know, it is what it is, and think what you want to think. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Okay, gotcha. But he was a dueling champion. That's rad. Uh, I could not remember who he was. They were like Flitwick. I was like, is that the flying teacher? I don't remember who this is. Anyway, um, Snape destroys Lockhart in their little demo, but my boy Lockhart, he plays it cool, which Snape is not okay with. Uh... So everyone gets paired up and chaos ensues. This dueling club seems not very well organized and ill-advised, especially considering Snape and Lockhart who are running this thing. Snape actively hates Lockhart. Snape Uh, actively hates everybody. Snape actively hates everyone, but he seems particularly pissed off at literally everything my boy Lockhart does. (laughs) Yeah, because Lockhart sucks ass, Because he's the best. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, so this is just not going well. Malfoy and Harry hit each other with some shit before Snape stops them. And then there's this <laughs> there's this line here about so Hermione was going up against this uh, they describe her as a hag girl, a Slytherin hag girl. 
Um, <laughs> Shit, I don't remember this. That's they apparently just drop their wands, and the Slytherin girl just has Hermione and a headlock. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is this dueling club? They're not even using their wands, and this Slytherin girl is just beating the shit out of my girl Hermione. Because she's huge, apparently. Um, so Draco and Harry fight again. They're like, okay, this was a bad idea to have everyone go at once. We're just going to have two people go so we can hopefully control this. Of course, that doesn't work either. They, So they're fighting, and Draco conjures a big snake that goes after the Justin kid. Harry yells at it to leave him alone, and everyone is suddenly terrified of Harry and they run out. They're like, what the fuck, dude? Uh, Ron and Hermione get him out of there. And Ron and Hermione are like, yo, you're a fucking parcel mouth, bro. And he's like, I don't even know what the fuck that is. What are you yeah. guys talking about? Yep. And apparently, so s- Harry can talk to snakes, which we already knew. Correct. Just we didn't know it was it was peculiar, you know? Right. We didn't know what it was called. He did it in the first book with like right. the the snake in the zoo. Yep. And, but apparently Ron and Hermione did not know. Um, And yes, it's very peculiar. They tell him like, that's extremely rare. Apparently Salazar Slytherin, the founder of Slytherin House, was famous for being a parcel mouth. Yes. Yeah. It's also said, I think, I feel like maybe I'm thinking of something I've read outside of the books, but I think it's like, it pops up in his lineage in Slytherin's uh, lineage uh, several times. So that's the, yeah, that's the whole thing. Everyone is going to think he's Slytherin's heir now because he's a parcel mouth. I thought it was called parcel tongue is, is parcel mouth just means you, you're, you speak it. Parcel tongue is the actual language. Right. Exactly. Snakes. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So Harry goes to apologize to Justin and explain that he's like, Hey man, I wasn't sicking the snake on you because they said that's how it sounded like what he was doing yeah he's like i was trying to stop it blah 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 he overhears a bunch of hufflepuff dumbasses talking about how they're helping justin hide from slytherin's heir which they obviously think is harry uh they the this i think his name is ernie there's this hufflepuff kid Ernie McMillan, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's like the ringleader of these dumbass Hufflepuffs, and he's like, <laughs> uh, I bet Voldy tried to kill Harry. He didn't call him Voldy, but that's what I have. He he thinks Voldy tried to kill Harry because he didn't want to compete with another Dark Lord. Right. Which is an interesting angle. I would have gone with, hey, these two evil guys are going to team up or something, but instead he's going with like, no, he just doesn't want to compete. Yeah. Um, see, my thought would have been, how did a baby survive? It's because he wasn't trying to kill him because they're boys. But anyway. <laughs> Possibly, you're right. Yes. Um, so they think he hates muggles because of the Dursleys. And yet no one seems to connect the dots that one of his two best friends is Muggleborn. Why does no one bring that up? It's like, hey, you're Slytherin's heir. You hate muggles. You're going to kill all the muggleborns. Literally, one of his two best friends is muggleborn, and yet no one seems to connect those dots. Right. Well, I think I do think that there's also an element of, like, they understand that there could be some form of, like, possession taking place. Like, it's not necessarily, like, like Harry consciously, you know, being like, hey, I'm Slytherin's heir, and then I'm going to, you know, fuck up muggleborns, but something could be happening where he's, like, being overtaken by that. That's that that could be, but they really don't. That seems like you reading into it. That doesn't seem like a thing they're thinking of, but maybe I could be wrong. 
um, anyway, he he's Harry finds himself in another deserted cor- corridor, and of course he finds petrified Justin and nearly headless Nick, also petrified, even though he's a ghost. Uh, also spiders running away. And <laughs> I love your confusion, dude. I yeah, love it so I mean, much. I, I obviously I'm a little bit further ahead and I, I know what's going on with that. Spoilers. But <laughs> it was weird at the time. I was like, why are they mentioning these spiders running away? Yeah. So it's just like so convenient that it's like, oh, of course he's in another deserted corridor. And of course he finds Justin, who they're all think he's trying to kill or whatever. And so it looks real bad for him. Uh, the end of this chapter, McGonagall is like, yo. I got to take you to see Dumbledore in his office. And that's the end of chapter 11. Uh, any thoughts? Yeah, actually, there's two thoughts. So one, you <laughs> you said that this chick from Slytherin was a hag. Yeah. Um, the book just says that he reminds her of somebody in on the cover of, like, something with hags. It's like uh, <laughs> holidays with hags. Oh. Like, what is, is she, holidays is she... with hags is what I want to know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> is this some weird porn in the Harry Potter world? Oh, shit, man. <laughs> it's like, instead of gilfs, it's holidays with hags. Um, yeah, and then the other thing is uh, it always bummed me out. So, like, I played some of the Harry Potter games growing up, too. Uh-huh, it always bummed me out how cool uh, Richta Sempra sounds, like, for a curse. Mm. Sure. It just sounds badass. It's a tickling charm. It sounds like Richter, Castlevania dude. Oh, it Richter does sound Belmont, like Richter. right? Who's awesome? So all, all it does is it. It's a tickling charm. It just makes your foe like tickle. That laugh. is kind of lame for how cool it's it so sounds. lame, dude. <laughs> Although honestly, it's like so lame. It's like kind of like an insult attack. It's like, yeah, well, f- f- chew on this motherfucker. I'm just gonna make you fucking laugh a bunch. I'm just gonna tickle you. Yeah, uh, that's also can be kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, so, any other thoughts on Chapter Eleven, Zach, that I missed? Um, no, no. I mean, I think you pretty much you pretty much covered it. Okay, cool. So, Chapter Twelve, Harry Harry's in Dumbledore's office here. He's he's alone in there. Dumbledore's not in there yet. He sees the Sorting Hat again, and he puts it on. And he's so the Sorting Hat starts talking to him, and the Sorting Hat. <laughs> I think the Sorting Hat has a line that's like, be in your bonnet, Potter, which I, I love that phrase, the be in your bonnet. It's pretty funny. Um, you take interest in the strangest things, man. I, I love, love it. I love the weird phrases and slang they use, British slang. Anyway, he's like, hey, why'd you put me in Gryffindor? Should I have been in Slytherin? And well, Carrie's like having a crisis of confidence basically here. Yeah. Uh, and the hat's like, I stand by what I said. You were very difficult to place, but you would have done well in Slytherin. Which is not guts. what Harry wants to guts hear him, here. Dude. Yeah, he he like takes it off immediately and is like, "Fuck you, hat." He doesn't say that, but I'm sure he's thinking it. <laughs> he says it. <laughs> he says it. Uh, Dumble has a phoenix in his office. Real baller move. Fuck Although yeah, it this, is. This phoenix is on its like last legs. It looks like a plucked chicken or something, I think Harry says. Yeah. And then it uh, just goes up in flames, and right as Dumbledore walks in, and Harry already thinks he's in big trouble, and now he thinks he killed his pet chicken or whatever his thing he carries it's a phoenix it asshole harry doesn't fucking know that but okay. that's what i'm saying all right fair enough 
Oh, so you mean you mean like the the put outer? And that's yeah, why it's called ex- that because he doesn't know what it is. Except no, because that chapter could not possibly be written from Harry's perspective because he shows up at the end and oh yeah, he's a baby. Yeah, but the godlike Bitch. narrator only takes on the information that Harry knows. <sighs> You're the worst person. Anyway, so he's like, "Oh shit, I killed your chicken, professor, or your bird." I think is what he's like. And Dumbledore explains, "Like, nah, it's a phoenix. It's about time he kicked off. I've been after him for weeks to do that." Anyway. Dumble doesn't think Harry did it, uh, but he's just like, he does the whole thing, like the parenting thing where he's like, is there anything you want to tell me? Um, which is like where, when you know, they know, yeah, but they just want you to admit it. Yeah, exactly. But ha- Harry, of course, doesn't. He, I, I'm assuming he wants, I'm assuming Dumbledore wants him to tell him about the voice he's been hearing. Yes, I think... Well, I don't know, actually. I, I don't know. I genuinely mean this. I don't know that Dumbledore knows at this point that Harry is a parcel mouth. Sure, and that, that could be the case. I think it's more of Dumbledore knows there's something, something. Harry is. Something is bothering Harry. <laughs> Did you say and that there's something Harry going on? <laughs> I didn't, but I wish I had. Uh, Dumbledore knows there's something bothering Harry, Right. He may not know exactly what it is, but that's why he's like, is there anything you want to tell me? Right. But Harry doesn't. That, that, um, that's how I understand that, too. Right. Sure. Uh, anyway, that's the end of that. It was a very short-lived trip to Dumble's office and kind of just weirdly kind of ended. But that's neither here nor there. Um, hey, by the way, every uh, RPG or, like, MMO that I played when I was growing up, like, I played, like, Guild Wars and I played uh, a little bit of uh, World of Warcraft... Every character, uh, I named them Fox. After Just the Phoenix. After the Phoenix. It's so sick. <laughs> it's isn't uh it's it's spelled differently than like Guy Fox, isn't it? Yeah, it's like F A W I think K E S. Yeah. Oh, you don't have it memorized, mister? This was my Guild Wars name. F A W K E S. Okay, fine. Saved by your book that you're currently reading. Um Fred and George have a lot of fun with Harry being the heir of Slytherin, which is really great. They're like walking <laughs> along in front of him, like singing songs about make way for the heir of Slytherin. And I thought that was Dude, hilarious. They're the best, man. They're so good. I, I have not. I think I said one bad thing about them once, which was they wore their watches playing Quidditch. But other than that, I've got nothing bad to say about Fred and George. Yeah, man. They, they, they are like the shining jewel. Yes. Of this of this series for sure. For sure. They're they're amazing. Um this this made me laugh real hard. So it's Christmas morning and Hedwig Hedwig's the name of his owl, right? Right. Hedwig brings in is described as a small package and is from the Dursleys. They send him a toothpick for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> That's which love, is, man. Which is way more of a slap in the face than just sending nothing. Like that's what it's like. Yeah, we thought of you. This is what we think of you—a fucking toothpick. Which is so funny to me. Also, how are the Dursleys sending things by owl? Isn't that like a magical type wizard witch thing? Look, man. I don't know. I'm not here to discuss that. Yeah, that just seemed weird to me, but I did love that it's like, oh, I got a package from the Dursleys. Oh, it's a toothpick. 
I thought that was very, very funny. <laughs> it's like, what shit do we have laying on our table here? Send this to Harry for Christmas. Um. Oh, yeah. Ron, I think, gets him a book about his, Ron's favorite Quidditch team that, what is they called? The the cannons or Ch- something like the that? The Chudley cannons. The Chudley. How could I forget the Chudley part? That's my favorite part. He gets him a book about the Chudley cannons. Ron is that dick friend that buys you presents that he wants to use. It's like, <laughs> oh, I got you this game that I really want for your birthday. Let's go play it. He's that dick friend. Then you're like, I don't, this is not my type of game. I don't know why you would get me this. Um, Ron's the fucking worst. Uh... <laughs> my next note just says pinhead prefect badge i think uh george and wait what's the two twins names george and why am i forgetting fred. This? come on friend dude. george geez sorry fucking new friend friend george uh changed percy's bad prefect badge to say pinhead yeah at some point which is real good uh <laughs> then my next note just says this fucking polyjuice plan. I really expect better from Hermione. This is still this whole section of the book. I was just like, ugh, fucking, this is so dumb. Yeah, it's it's not great. It's a terrible plan, and it doesn't work. Also, I mean, it sort of works, but it doesn't get them anywhere. Um, they see Percy. Oh, okay. So they the 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 polyjuice plan. The polyjuice potion is finished. They change into Crab and Goyle. Um, they see Percy down somewhere in like the dungeons being suspicious. I have here written down, and I don't remember what that's about. It's just like he he's acting suspicious, I think is what's written there. Anyway, um, they finally find, find Malfoy. They're looking for Malfoy because they only have like an hour or something as Crab and Goyle. Malfoy mentions he thinks Percy is trying to catch the the attacker like whoever is the heir i guess or whoever is attacking and petrifying people um malfoy shows them a news clipping about mr weasley getting in big trouble for the car and i hate these dipshits all over again for the whole flying car incident because mr weasley is phenomenal yeah and fuck these two dipshits for getting him in trouble with their stupid flying car antics. Yeah, Mr. Weasley's a national treasure. I love him to he, death. <laughs> Mr. That might be a little much, but I, I, I'm with you in spirit. He's just so ridiculous. He's, like it's like you have to love him so much. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. I'm with you in spirit. I don't know about national treasure. He's no Bartolo Cologne. Oh my God, my boy Cologne, dude. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know who Bartolo Cologne is, he's a baseball pitcher who is amazing. Anyway, he's so good. <laughs> he's so amazing. Um, Malfoy doesn't know who the heir is. They're like they're so convinced that Malfoy is the heir, but Malfoy just straight up tells them, "No crab and goy, you dipshits. I've told you a billion times, it's not me." But he mentions his dad knows all about the last time the Chamber of Secrets, 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 Chamber the of last Secrets, time, Secrets, the last time it was opened, which was apparently 50 years ago. Dun, dun, dun. Says the person who opened it last was expelled and is probably still in Azkaban. Um, Hermione didn't go with them because she got turned into a cat. 
apparently. Um, Hell another yeah. L, another L for my girl. She's taken a lot of L's here lately with this whole plan, and then she... <laughs> So I think she was going to turn into that hag Slytherin girl was the plan. She got uh, hair off of her robes when she was in the headlock. Right. But it turns out that was a cat hair. If you have a cat, that shit gets everywhere. And <laughs> so that's that's what happened, apparently. So she didn't go with him. She's a cat. So she's in the hospital. Oh, and that's the end of Chapter 12. Zach, anything to say about Chapter 12 I missed? Uh, no, nothing that you missed. Um, Something that I always found funny, like rereading the books because i can question things because i'm an uh-huh. adult now is okay. like <laughs> like polyjuice potion is supposed to be like banned right like they're not supposed to be right, able to do right. that it's like in the restricted section they have so to do it, right? so what does she say when she goes to the hospital wing That's like a good point like you don't think that like they know oh shit homegirl used polyjuice potion <laughs> You know they do they not address it? I don't have a note about it. I don't think here at chapter they thirteen. Don't. Do they not address it at all? No, no, they don't. Uh, wow, plot holes all over the place in this shit story. Um, <laughs> Be nice. <laughs> I appreciate. <laughs> I sorry. I appreciate you being willing to call out that and not just staunchly defend it though. So good, good for you, Zach. <laughs> uh, chapter thirteen. Hermione has to stay in the hospital wing for it's like weeks. It might even be months. I can't remember exactly. But Lockhart sent her a get well card. What a nice dude. It's like heartfelt. She doesn't mention that she got get well cards from anyone else. I think you owe my boy Lockhart an apology because he's a nice dude. Lockhart fucking sucks, dude. Don't don't even go there. I love him so much. <laughs> look, like he his look. His fucking get well card has all of his titles on there. <laughs> It does. Titles, yes, it does. Titles. titles. You know how titles. it goes. <laughs> Fill in the damn words. <laughs> R.I.P. Bobby Baratheon, the best character in Game of Thrones. Dude, Big Bobby um, B, man. Big Bobby B. Hey, have you 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 don't use Reddit much, huh? No. No. Ha- have you seen the Bobby B bot? No. What is oh, this? Oh my god, dude. So. <laughs> I have to send you some of these. It's it's incredible. And and I think everybody that listens to our podcast should know about this. So You ever made the eight, Barristan? Yeah, so okay, so basically that, yes. Um so on Reddit you can create accounts that are bot accounts that send an automatic reply if anybody ever posts anything that has a certain like hot word. Right? Okay. So there's an account on Reddit, it's the Bobby B bot. <laughs> This already sounds amazing. <laughs> and anytime somebody says something about Robert Baratheon or like Bobby B or some shit like that, like it, the account just responds with, with a, like a great, a great quote. Yeah. From a great Bobby quote B. from Bobby B. That's and amazing. some of them line up so funny, dude. They are so <laughs> incredible. This sounds pretty good. Yeah, it is great. He's I'll got, he's some got some of the best quotes in that entire he series. He really does, dude. He's, he's <laughs> Your mother was a whore with a fart. <laughs> Go and fetch the breastplate stretcher. Uh, that dude, despite only being in the show for like eight, seven or eight episodes, eight he episodes, like yeah. his his points per minute score is like fucking off the charts. It's unbelievable. He's so good. Yeah. Anyway, definitely. back to back to a less, much less fantasy story. <laughs> Fuck here. you. Uh, Myrtle is bawling in the bathroom because someone dropped a book on her. 
uh, someone who's apparently trying to flush uh, a book, and she lives in the pipes, I guess. Uh, Harry and Ron find out that it's T.M. Riddle's diary. It's empty. It's got nothing in the pages, but Harry holds on to it anyway. Um, it's he says Harry says he must have been Muggleborn, um, to have bought it where he did. Apparently, there's like a the name of a shop or something on it, and Harry's familiar with it, I guess. Um, so Ron is like being a dipshit, and he's like, oh, "Why are you keeping that diary? It's got nothing in it. Whatever." But Harry and Hermione are smart enough to make the connection that the diary is 50 years old and that lining up when the chamber was last opened. I'm baffled that Harry was able to make that connection. Uh, Harry, yes. (laughs) Hermione, for sure. Ron is way too stupid. This just does not, like, compute with him at all. Uh, They think maybe he caught the air. The one thing, the one contribution Ron does make is that he knows that this Riddle character... Maybe that's still coming up, but anyway, he he knows that this Riddle character got like a service award uh, for service for, to the school, right. right? Service to the Hogwarts because he was helping Filch polish. Earlier in the book, he helped Filch polish all the trophies in the trophy room when they got detention, right? And so he's like, oh, "I polished that thing like fifty times, and I know that name." Anyway, and they think he may have caught the air, and that's why he was awarded. So, Ron. <laughs> This is a good note. Ron is really, really against this diary for some reason, almost suspiciously so, but he's too stupid to have ulterior motives. That is word for word the note I have written down here. Um, (laughs) That's good. Harry is very interested in Riddle, and I think there's uh, he says something about he thinks the name or he thinks he seems familiar. Um. They find out he was a prefect and a bunch of other stuff like dun dun dun, dun Percy, our boy Percy. And yeah, so they're like, oh, he sounds like Percy. <laughs> this I don't remember the full context of this, but there's something about what's the uh what's the like uh the lady that's in charge of like the mandrakes the like whatever teacher uh this is the easiest one in the book scott her name's professor sprout sprout that's right (laughs) i'm i'm bad with the names man professor sprout she's talking about how (laughs) they're they've got like acne or something the mandrakes have like acne and they're acting moody and that there's she's like yeah they're they're teens now they're (laughs) They're moody teens, basically, which I find, like, absolutely hilarious. Yeah. But then in the very next sentence, so obviously these mandrakes have, like, kind of legit emotional arcs as they go through their life. But then in the very next sentence, she talks about how they're almost ready to cut them up and stew them. And I just think that's absolutely hilarious. It's unbelievable. These, like, living things that have, like, legit, like, are, are apparently emotionally enough to be like emotionally viable enough to be moody teens they're sentient enough to be right exactly (laughs) that they're just like yeah we're gonna cut them up and stew them dude and just something about that cracked me up i thought that was hilarious it's what you do man you personify something and then you fucking chop it up exactly exactly so (laughs) at some point lockhart tells mcgonagall that the chamber is probably locked up by now because they're afraid of him catching them 
And I'm like, yeah, that must be what it is. You tell him, Lockhart. Um. Oh, this is... <laughs> This was my favorite part of this whole section by a mile. I think I copy and pasted several things here because I needed the quotes. They're so good. I hope you're about to quote the thing that I wanted to quote. Okay, it is I hope really it is funny. too. It is so good. So this is, I think he's talking, Lockhart is still talking to McGonagall here. Yep. And he <laughs> says, you know what the school needs now is a morale booster. Wash away the memories of last term. I won't say any more just now, but I think I know just the thing. He tapped his nose again and strode off. My boy Lockhart gonna have a cocaine party. (laughs) (laughs) Booger sugar all around. Dude, he taps his nose. I know just the thing. And then he does the nose tap and... I think we all know that means booger sugar. We're going to have a cocaine party. His full quote, though, is, I don't think there will be any more trouble in Minerva, he said, tapping his nose knowingly and (laughs) winking, which is so hilarious, by the way, because he's just so ridiculous. He's so good. I think the chamber has been locked for good this time. The culprit must have known it was only a matter of time before Uh I caught him. Rather sensible to stop now before I came down hard on him. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's incredible. He he's fucking insane. I and hate it doesn't so stop much. here. There's there's more here. I think this is direct. I'm gonna read direct from the book here. He's making an announcement at like dinner or something, and he, and he says, "And the fun doesn't stop here. I'm sure my colleagues will want to enter into the spirit of the occasion. Why not ask Professor Snape to show you how to whip up a love potion?" And while you're at it, Professor Flitwick knows more about entrancing enchantments than any wizard I've ever met. The sly old dog. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I really needed to know who Professor Flitwick was, too, because... (laughs) Yeah, dude. Lockhart's like, yeah, this dude knows about entrancing enchantments, that sly old dog. Uh, And then it says, yeah, Professor Flitwick buried his face in his hands. Snape was looking as though the first person to ask him for a love potion. Okay, yeah. That's Flitwick. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Zach is showing me a picture of Flitwick from the movies, and he does look amazing. That sly old dog. Uh, It's so good. I love Lockhart. (laughs) He's so funny. (laughs) The sly old dog. Your Lockhart voice is is pretty incredible, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. I need to use it more. I need to bust it out more. Um, So so he's got these Valentine-delivery dwarfs going around the school, and I love these dwarfs. I want a whole sub-story just about these Valentine-delivering dwarfs. Like, they're so rad. It literally talks about how they are, like, kicking and tackling people just to deliver these notes. Yep. Uh, It's amazing. Well, some of them are singing. Yes, yes. And, like, people are trying to get away from them, so they chase them down. (laughs) Yes, Harry is trying to get away from this one, and I'm going to do... I'm going to read this exact quote, too. I loved this section. Um, I'm going to read this in my best dwarf voice here i've got a musical message to deliver harry potter in person 
And he, he said twanging his harp in a threatening sort of way. I'm not sure how you twang a harp in a threatening sort of way. The harp has got to be the least threatening instrument of all time. But this dwarf is so rad that he knows how to twang it in a threatening sort of way. Um, Harry is like, not here. Don't do it, please. And the dwarf is just like, stay still. <laughs> It's literally, I think this dwarf is like tackles him to the ground and is sitting on top of him, forcing him to listen to this song. I love these dwarfs so much. I and my boy Lockhart brought him here. He's just the best. Uh anyway, Harry's in in the kerfuffle with the dwarf. Uh Harry's bag breaks and the diary. Tom Tom. Oh, I know his name. Uh TM Riddles diary falls out and Malfoy tries to read from it obviously it's blank so he wouldn't be able to but Harry like magics it back he uses a spell to get it back and Percy is there and Percy's like oh I'm gonna have to report that you're not supposed to use magic in the halls um dude Percy's such a bitch he is a bitch (laughs) Uh, He's fucking bitch made so bad, dude. It's funny that I think what we opened this podcast was the first thing I would say is like, hey, Percy has a genuine human moment here. And then the rest of this nah, is like, no, nah, Percy being a bitch again. So when this dwarf tackled him, and this is all very important to the plot, when this dwarf tackled him <laughs> and his bag ripped open, like Harry's ink spilled over everything except he notices the diary. So the diary is like perfectly clean. So Harry figures out eventually that as he writes in the diary, it writes back to him. It like soaks in the ink and then the memories of Tom Riddle, kind of like his spirit, his essence, I guess, or whatever, writes back to him in the journal. Um, so yeah, Tom Riddle. Uh, Tom Riddle says that he's not surprised someone tried to get rid of the diary because they're covering up terrible things that happened at Hogwarts. Uh, Riddle tells him he can take him inside his memory of the night that he caught the attacker and show him. Harry agrees, and he is shown a vision of Prof. Dippet, which is a pretty solid name, who is apparently Professor Dippet. I said Prof. Okay, I just, for some reason, I thought you thought his name was Prof. No, Prof is just short for Professor, you Dippet. You are so fucking dumb, dude. I love you. That was pretty good. That was good. So, yeah, that wasn't sorry. staged. No, that wasn't staged. Uh, Fuck you. So, Professor Headmaster Dippet, the, uh, before Dumbledore's time, apparently. Um, You're so fucking <laughs> stupid, dude. It sounds like dipshit. It was too easy. Yeah. Uh, you so. <laughs> so. So yeah, Harry is seeing this vision. Riddle is basically showing him this vision of him, Riddle, talking to Dippet in like Dumbledore's office. But I mean, it was his office, obviously, at the time. Uh, Riddle wants to stay over the summer and not go back to the orphanage where he was raised. Um, but Dippet says no; it's not safe, not with all the attacks. He mentions here that Dippet is a half blood. And I'm like, ooh, I think that's the first I've ever heard mention of a Half-Blood. And I'm pretty sure one of the books is called The Half-Blood Prince. So I was like, hmm. Oh, you may be onto something. Hmm. 
You may be anyway, onto something. I may be onto something. Anyway, uh, so we're still following Riddle in this vision. Harry sees a young Dumbledore um, who doesn't do much, and then he follows Riddle, and Riddle is waiting for someone in the dungeons. He jumps out and catches, quote, a very large boy, and suddenly I understand everything. This is where it hits me. This is Hagrid, a young Hagrid, and this is what he got expelled for. So, yeah, Riddle, Riddle's like, I'm going to kill this monster. Um, ha- I'm sorry, Hagrid, but people are getting hurt is basically what you hear Riddle say. But he, young Hagrid stops him. Um, I think it's a, I have it written here. I think it's a big spider. They don't like fully describe it. I think they describe it a little bit, but they don't fully describe it. Uh, but anyway, young Hagrid stops Riddle, like jumps on him. And then Harry snaps back to like the present. And that's the end of what we see there. So, and that is the Snap end of chapter 13. reality. Oh, there goes back gravity. Reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so this was, I was like, oh shit, I finally know what got Hagrid expelled. My biggest mystery, the only thing I've cared about for the last, how long have we been doing Harry Potter? How many episodes it's been? <laughs> this is like uh, our, I don't know, how many episodes is I've this? Five-ish? Six, six maybe? Ish, maybe? I don't five know. Five or six. Anyway, too long. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I was I was stoked on this. This is where I think this chapter... And the following chapter is where I was finally starting to get into this book a little bit. Like, up until this point, I was like, this fucking dumbass polyjuice plan, this fucking dumbass flying car shit. I was extremely not on board with this book. But yeah, right about here, this chapter, and I think this, yeah, this next chapter is also very good, very interesting. I was like, okay, okay, book, now we're doing some shit, now we're getting into it. Um... So yeah, any anything I missed? Anything you want to add to chapter thirteen, Zach? Um, no, I mean I just I so I, we've talked about how this is my least favorite book by a mile, <clears throat> and uh, you know I'm sure you can see why. You know I right I yeah, have I sure. have no problem shitting on this book or you know certain areas of course, but this chunk has a lot of it's really rich with with uh, with story and like groundwork. Um, and a lot of this will come back, you know, down the, you know, down the road. And, uh, I had, again, not to like, I said this earlier, not to like train you on like things to look for, but, uh, because we're doing this as a whole story, you know, this, this area of the book is kind of the only area I feel like really has things that make it seem like maybe J.K. Rowling did have some of this stuff like pre-planned and, sure. it, and it wasn't just like... By the seat of her pants. Right, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's it, there's there's really, really rich content for the next several chapters of this book. Yeah, definitely. Um, like I said, I, I was extremely not on board with this book up until I think this chapter, chapter 13, like it was all... I was not enjoying, I was enjoying very little of it, uh, mainly just Lockhart's antics, and then suddenly it's like, oh, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we have a real story here with some interesting goings on, so. Yeah. Yeah. Chapter 14, I- Corny fudge. (laughs) Yes, this is, I think I mentioned earlier, I don't write down 
the names of chapter titles, exception when this chapter is titled Cornelius Fudge. Fuck yeah. And I couldn't be more excited to get into it. It was This was a hype moment for me reading this book because the end of that chapter was great. I was like, oh, I just found out what Hagrid was expelled for. This Riddle character is kind of interesting. And here we go, Corny Fudge. I was I was hype. Now I, you I you haven't met Cornelius Fudge up until this point, right? No, correct. I think they mention that he's the minister minister of magic in the first book, if right. I recall correctly. Right. Uh-huh. Um, but no, we have not met him. Did you listen to this chapter? <laughs> no, 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 no. This You've was, been reading it. I'm fully reading now. I'm off the audiobooks. Uh, oh fuck, dude! You should re-listen to this chapter because Jim Dale's Cornelius Fudge is almost oh. as good as his Gilderoy Lockhart. His it's Lockhart. unbelievable. Oh, I yeah. do want to hear that now. I <laughs> do want to hear great. that now. Shit. <laughs> All right, so so they're all pretty convinced. So obviously Harry tells them, tells the other two what he saw. They're all pretty convinced but saddened by the thought that Hagrid has let this monster out. They decide not to say anything to him unless there's another attack. Another attack. I think it's been a while since the last attack now, so like eh, maybe it's it's over. I think it's been like a couple months, I think they mentioned, since the last attack. Right. Um. They mentioned something here that I'm a little curious about. Maybe you can expand upon. Uh, they talk about picking their classes in third year, which they couldn't really do before. Is this like kind of like picking your major in college? Uh, yeah. Type of situation. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, well, maybe not picking your major, but p- picture more like having some electives in like. Oh wait, you were homeschooled. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> First of all, fuck you. You don't have to say it like that. I mean, but you were. I was, yes. <laughs> so, like, man, fuck, this is but crazy. But also, I went to college. Did you go to college, motherfucker? Uh, for, like, four months. <laughs> and I Well, I graduated, it. asshole. Yeah, well, you know. Um. So, basically, like, throughout, like, you know, so at... In elementary and in middle school and in high school, obviously, you have all this, like, the mandatory classes, history, math, science, you know, whatever. But then you can take electives, like, where you can choose to take band or, um, you know, fine arts or home ec or whatever. Sure. Uh, Yeah, because they talk about certain things, I think, being, like, core. Like, you don't, you still, you're still going to be taking Defense Against the Dark Arts. You're still going to be taking potions. You're still going to be taking charms or whatever. Right. Because Harry's like, I just want out of potions because I'm Snape's bitch. Uh, Right. And it's not until, it's not until year six uh, that you will drop some core classes because you start, taking classes that are specifically for like the type of job that you're going to have outside of the wizarding, like, or once you get into like the real world. Right. That's why I thought maybe this was like picking your major. Cause I think they mentioned something like, maybe it's Ron says like, yeah, Charlie liked animals and wanted to be, do something with them. So he took more like classes about animals or something. I can't remember exactly how they phrase it, but yeah. So your first two years, your schedule's kind of light because it's only core classes. And then your schedule gets, you have a longer school day once you hit third year, but they're classes that you choose that you'd like to add onto your schedule. Gotcha. 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 Okay. All right. Interesting. Anyway, Harry goes back to his room to find someone has ransacked it and taken Riddle's diary. And they're like, only a Gryffindor could have done it because 
only a Gryffindor can get into that tower. Which is real dumb because they literally just broke into the Slytherin. Yeah, the exactly. That was literally exactly my note here. Thank you, Zach. <laughs> they were literally just in Slytherin's <laughs> common room. So this is, they're full of shit, A. But B, my first thought is, it's that Percy son of a bitch, isn't it? Oh. I don't know. We shall see. Percy's hey, being suspicious. Out of curiosity... Yeah. Actually, hold on. We'll save it for the end of the episode. Never mind. Okay, fine. Um, Harry hears the creepy voice again for the first time in months. Hermione realizes something, but doesn't tell them and runs off to the library. Naturally. Harry goes to play Quidditch. <laughs> it's like this weird like sequence of events where Harry hears the voice, Hermione runs off to the library, and Harry goes to play Quidditch. God, uh, I hate Quidditch in these stories so well, bad, especially here we go. in this the, book. The Quidditch match gets canceled due to another attack, thank God, but not, not okay. Hermione is now another victim. Hermione got attacked because of course she did right after she realized something. Right. Um, yeah, it's two girls, I think. I think it's a, like a sixth year Ravenclaw girl and Hermione. Uh, um, shit, I don't actually remember who it was. You're testing my Harry Potter trivia here. Bell, yeah, come on, G- Mr. I've never lost a single second of Harry Potter trivia. Yeah, but I've also never been asked that question, okay? Well, you've obviously never had a good trivia master. I'd stump the shit out of you. All right, well, once we finish this series, well, you're on. Ooh, wait. I'm not going to challenge you. Like, you can beat me. Is that what you're saying? Once you finish the series, we have to see if you retain all this information. Oh, God, you already know I don't. I'm ar- <laughs> I barely remember stuff that happened in, like, the last chapters, and that was, like, a month ago. Oh, actually, it says... Uh... Madame Pomfrey was bending over a fifth-year girl with long, curly hair. Harry recognized her as the Ravenclaw. They'd accidentally asked for directions to the Slytherin common room. Uh, it doesn't actually say her name. They say her name later. I'm pretty sure. I feel like it's Ramilda Vane, but... Because per they, I have my next note here. Oh, Pen- um, Penelope, Penelope yeah. Clearwater. That's there right. There you go. Percy is shocked because this was apparently a prefect girl. This girl was a prefect. <laughs> And so he's like, such a oh. bitch. he's like, oh, shit, prefects can get attacked. <laughs> I thought I was bulletproof, shit. Uh, so a, a Gryffindor points out that no Slytherins have been attacked and wants to know why they don't chuck them all out. This is a solid question. I've thought about this before. This whole Hogwarts school situation, they seem to be... They have, like, an openly evil house, and they're just, like, okay with it most of the time. Yeah. And that seems messed up to me. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, some of this, if you care for this explanation, some of this has actually been explained. Yeah, hit me with it. Why so the not? Thing, the thing is, is there's a lot of evil people in politics in in the Harry Potter world, which I know we haven't really gotten to all of that yet, um, but there, it's, like, it's very corrupt, and Hogwarts is controlled by governors, um, right? So they, that comes up here very soon, actually. Yeah. So the 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 politics have a lot of control over, like basically everything that happens there. So the headmaster only can like has certain things that they can and can't change. Okay. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. That's honestly a better excuse than I was expecting. So good job, Zach. <laughs> um, Harry doesn't want the school to close. 
and go back with the Dursleys, much like Tom Riddle's situation. So they decide to take the invisibility cloak and do- go talk to Hagrid. Um, they go to Hagrid's hut. Uh, they're in there for just a second before there's a knock at the door. They hide in the corner under the invisibility cloak. And in walks Dumble and Corny Fudge, the Minister of Magic, come to talk to him. Um, so, yeah, things are really happening now. Uh, Fudge says they have to take my boy Hagrid to Azkaban as he says it's more of a precaution, which I'm not okay with. Dumble also, uh, credit to Dumble here, staunchly defends him, but he's kind of going along with it. So, hold on, I just realized something. Malfoy earlier said that whoever got caught and was expelled is probably still in Azkaban, but it doesn't seem like... Did Hagrid ever go to Azkaban originally for the thing? Should I know that yet? Should I not know that? Um, I don't believe he went to Azkaban. I mean, he was a kid. Did they send kids to Azkaban? Should I ask that at all? Is that a spoiler? No, no, it's not a spoiler. I don't. Okay. I think the answer is. I actually don't know the honest answer to that. I, I okay. would think no. Oh wow! But... I've stumped you twice this yeah, in the last five me. minutes, motherfucker. Jesus. Uh. So and then all of a sudden, there's another knock at the door, and it's Lucius Malfoy. He shows up, and he says that they're suspending Dumble from being headmaster. But then later, it sounds out like they're just fully firing him. So I was a little confused on that. Uh, Fudge, my boy Corny Fudge, is freaked out by this. And he's like, if Dumble can't stop these attacks, who can? Because basically Lucius is like, hey, uh, it's uh, I have the approval of all the board of governors, like what we were just talking about, right? Uh, that apparently run Hogwarts, and you're out. You're out, Dumble. You're suspended because you can't stop these attacks. But Corny Fudge is like, yo, if Dumble can't stop these attacks, who the fuck can? Which seems like a solid question. Um, And then Dumble says that there are people at the school still loyal to him and that help will always be given to those who ask. And he, like, glances at the corner. He obviously can see or at least knows that Harry and Ron are there. And I'm pretty sure he's saying this to. For their benefit, I guess, to right. go them into action, because as we as we saw in the previous book, Dumble doesn't do anything himself. He gets 10 year olds to do it for him. Um, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> so. They take Dumble and Hagrid away. Hagrid announces to the room, obviously he knows Harry and Ron are there, that if they want to find out what's really going on, to follow the spiders. That was a terrible Hagrid. Let me try that again. If you want to know what's really going on. No, that's even worse. I give up. That was anyway, like a pirate. That was like a pirate. <laughs> I Damn. lost it. I lost That's my the Hagrid. other series that we're doing on this podcast. That is the other series. I It's been so long since we've recorded, I lost my Hagrid voice, Zach. That is disappointing. And That's very all of our four fans are going to be very upset. Yes, they're going to be very upset. You're a lizard, Harry. <laughs> Follow the spiders, Harry. There it is. It's back. Okay. Uh, what are you so, boy- That's who you sounded like. What are uh, you yes. boying? It was Resident Evil 4, the gun merchant. What are you boying? That's exactly what are you what it selling? Was. Hagrid is Australian, obviously. So, yeah, this shit 
kind of got real in that chapter real quick. It's like they're hauling Hagrid to Azkaban, which is not okay. He's not okay with it. I'm not okay with it. Yeah. Uh, d- d- Lucius comes in, is like, checkmate Dumbledore. Fuck you. You're you're out. And it's shit looks bad. Shit looks bad here, Zach. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, you get your first look of what what type of leader uh, Cornelius fudges? Not um, one at all. <laughs> what was that? Not one at all. Yeah, not one at all. Well, really, he, I mean, he, he he's seems a to yeah, have very yeah. He seems to have very little power realistically. Yeah, he. I mean, he 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 is so concerned, and this will come up more later. But it's it's nice to have, I guess the. I just to be able to acknowledge this is like he concerns so himself so much with the opinions of like his subordinates and uh, the opinions of like the public, like how he's perceived. Uh, and so, even though putting Hagrid in Azkaban does absolutely nothing, he's like, "Well, I'm going to do it because it has to. It has to look like we're doing something." Right, right. That was I think he basically said like almost that exact phrase at right. one point where it's he was terrible. like. He's like, yeah, uh, well, this is a precaution, Hagrid. It can't be, it can't look like we're not doing anything. So, yeah. Um, that was, that was, that was interesting. Yeah. It seems like he, to his, a little bit of a credit, it, he did defend Dumbledore, but it seemed like he was pretty powerless to actually stop this from happening. Right. Well, and see, even him defending Dumbledore, I used to think it was like, oh, like he likes Dumbledore. Right. But it's it's also him realizing, like, oh fuck, you can't do that because if Dumbledore's gone, like, this is gonna the situation's gonna get even worse. Sure, and I'm gonna be perceived even worse. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, yeah, like I said, uh, not on board with this book through like the first twelve and a half ish chapters, and then <laughs> after Lockhart is real funny for a bit and i enjoyed that shit actually started happening that was relevant and interesting right and is not some stupid flying car adventure that's pointless definitely um the uh the the next chapter here i uh i enjoy but it's i'm just i've never been a huge fan of like the uh the forbidden forest chapters i should say Oh really? Because I th- I feel like the Forbidden Forest chapter was like my favorite chapter in the last book. Uh yeah, and I think that caught me by surprise. I think to me they're just they seem like they drag. I was really into those centaurs, those stoned centaurs. That yeah. was that was the main dude. They were so high, bro. They were <laughs> they're blitzed. Stop. They're so blitzed, man. <laughs> they are high off their balls. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't I don't really know why. And like it maybe it's because some of my memories of the movie overtake my memories of the books. Um but I just don't I don't really enjoy their ventures into the Forbidden Forest in the in the movies. I just think they're they're this isn't to sound like a really dumb observation, but they're just really dark and like Oh my god. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that and I was just like Well, it's yeah. they're just dark and like not lively. Like there's not a lot that goes on I don't know. Maybe this. Maybe that's wrong because they're, whatever. Listen, teach their own, buddy. That's that's fine. I, yeah. I'm I'm curious to see where this goes. I'm I'm more on board with this book than obviously I have been at any point. Um, 
I'm I'm excited to see where this goes. Uh, our next episode will be finishing up this book, the last four chapters, 15 through 18. I'm I'm stoked to see how that goes. Um, and where you know I hope we get my boy, my girl, sorry, my girl Hermione back. And yeah, any any final thoughts here, Zach? Uh, no, I mean, I'm I am glad to hear that uh, that you started to enjoy that. I'm glad that you're, I guess, acknowledging some of the good info that you're getting out of these chapters, because um, it, it does it makes it so much more worthwhile once you start getting into the real meat and potatoes later later in the series. Uh, just kind of really having to power through this book though, because that's uh, every reread that I do. Uh, that's <laughs> that that's how I feel going through this book. So. Yeah, definitely. You know, I you know I've said it before. We've mentioned it before. I I feel like I am objective enough to when when I do enjoy th- something, you know, admit it. I'm not just going to hate on it for the sake of hating on it. Uh, if I dislike something, I'm going to tell you, and if I like something, I'm going to tell you. So, right. this, these parts here, I, I I did enjoy and I was into. So I'm a little bit looking forward to these next chapters and if this is even with you know the good i know there's a lot of bad but even with the good stuff that is happening if this is still your least favorite book that gives me a lot of hope for the hell future, yes I guess. hell yeah that makes me happy to hear that so yeah for sure uh, well. the, uh one more thing i will mention here it is <laughs> i don't know if this is just an indictment of how terrible my memory is but i thought things would come back to me more from having seen the movies as i read but it is not like i am when it, i found out like it was the whole hagrid thing like and tom riddle thing i was like boy this is news to me i don't remember this at all <laughs> <laughs> the, so I mean, there's just there's such a different investment in the story when you're reading sure. it you know what yes. i mean like it's it's a it's such a fast thing that happens in the books or in the in the movie sure that you just forget about it Right, and I'm sure when I watched those, I was not invested at all, and this time, you know, obviously we're doing the pot about it, I'm taking copious notes, so obviously there's a lot more investment, but it's just like, I I did think that more stuff would come back, But so if people were worried about like, oh, he's going to remember things, he's seen the movies, he knows how this ends, no, don't, don't worry about that, right. I have no idea, so, anyway... Thank you guys so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, go check out our One Piece episodes if you haven't already, if you're into that sort of thing. Zach, any any other final thoughts here? Um, no, man. I, I'm excited to keep this thing rolling. So uh, until next time, guys, thank you guys for tuning in.